afternoon, we'll be taking our test from the book of Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11 verse 21 to 24. I'll be speaking on the topic, fearless faith. <clears throat> fearless faith. Fearless faith. <clears throat> fearless faith. Are we there? Mark 11 verse 21 to 24. And Peter calling to remembrance. No, that's Mark eleven twenty one. Okay. And Peter calling to remembrance said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursed is withered. And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, shall no doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he has said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever is said. He will have whatsoever, anything that you have said, if you have faith. Verse 24, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. Fearless faith. Fearless faith. Now, let me say and start with this, that the Bible tells us that in the book of Mark 11, verse 21 and 22, Jesus was going and he was hungry. And the Bible records that the disciples were with him and he saw a fig tree that was meant to bear fruit. And Jesus looked at that tree and he said, from henceforth, no man will eat from you. And he went on his own. He did not pray. And he went to do his father's business. While they were returning in the evening, Jesus and the disciples, and suddenly some of them piqued the interest and as they saw that the fig tree in the morning had so many green leaves, but no fruits. But the tree had withered within 24 hours. What could have happened? Then they turned to Jesus and said, yes, we remember, Master, you spoke against this tree. The tree had withered. And Jesus said, it's so simple. In Mark chapter 1, 11, verse 23, he said, Whatsoever you shall say, any one of you to this mountain, be thou removed, and that cast into, I shall not doubt in his heart. He said, But shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever. So it means that as a child of God, if you believe the word of God and you trust God, Take this from me. Every word that proceeds out of your mouth is not ordinary. It's not ordinary, except you don't believe. Jesus said you don't need to pray to the mountain. In Mark eleven twenty four, 24, he said, just say, speak the word, confession. Just say it to them. He didn't stop at that. In Mark eleven twenty four. He said, therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, you don't even need to pray about that prayer point. 
You just have the desire, have it in your mind that, Lord, I just wish that you will give me a baby boy by this time next year. It is settled if you believe it. It's a desire. You don't need to say it. Say whatsoever thing that you desire, when you pray, believe that you have received them even before the manifestation. And he said, you will have them. Now, what exactly is confession? Because what Jesus did was just to make a pronouncement. Now, confession is a declaration of one's faith or religious belief or principle. Confession is a declaration of one's faith or religious belief or principle. Now, it means that confession is not complete until when you say it out. Now, you may believe and not say it out. That is not confession. There are Christians that will tell you, yes, I believe. Are you, do you believe you are healed? All is well. No, 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 no. It's a question. Do you believe you are healed? I am healed. I'm made whole by the blood of the Lamb. That is a confession. So you have to declare out what you believe as a child of God. That is what confession is all about. It's about speaking out your belief to others. Let the devil know that you know what you are saying. Some of us as Christians, we are afraid of the devil. We are even afraid to pray. We are even afraid to quote the word of God. We are even afraid to shout our belief. So let everybody around you know what you stand for, your conviction. They may not see it now, but that is what you believe. Yes, I am sick. I have the feeling, but I'm made whole. And the people around you are looking at you. Are you normal? Let me just tell you, like I told the people in the first service, if you have to demonstrate God's type of faith, you can never be normal. Check the Bible. Abraham, I am going to make you a father of many nations. Where are they? At the age of 90. But the Bible said Abraham walked with God and he believed God and it was counted unto him for, for righteousness. Did he not get his son, Isaac? He got it. He believed. The first place of acting about your faith is to believe in the word of God. You may not see it happening. It doesn't matter. Listen, how God is going to do it is not your headache. It's not your business. How God is going to heal you, it is not for you to think about. How God is going to open up for that business, it is not for you to have anything. Don't have a sleepless night. All you need to do is to believe the word and believe God. The Bible says in Proverbs 18.21 Proverbs 18.21 It says death and life I wear in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. May I just submit to you by the mercy of God today as you are listening to me that you please watch what you say about your life. Watch what you say about your family and your children. Watch what you say about your destiny. Because as a child of God, whatever proceeds out of your mouth, the Bible says it will not return unto you void until it has accomplished what you have sent it to do. Many of us, we have messed up our life, our destiny as a result of what we have said carelessly. We have messed up the life of some of our children, careless talk, careless way of speaking to their life and destiny. 
The child may not be what you want him or her to be. It doesn't matter. Keep prophesying. Keep praying for that child. You are sowing a seed of faith. Confession. The word of God is supernatural and powerful. John 6, 63. The Bible says, Jesus said, The word that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are what? They are life. So the word of God that we speak, the word of God that we quote, the word of God that we believe, they are not newsletters. They are spirit. So when you're reading the word of God, don't read as if you are reading a novel or a newspaper. You are reading a letter, a spirit. So believe God that as you are reading that word, there is something that is happening. God is transferring something into your life as you read. So the word of God, they are spirit and they are love. The Bible says in Psalm 33 verses, it says, By the word of the Lord were heavens made and the whole host of them by the breath of his mouth. You know, God will never doubt his word and God will never go against his word. The integrity of the word of God is like God himself. Whenever God says something in the Bible, God is careful about his statements, about the sentence of what he's going to say. That is why God does not speak anyhow. Because once it is spoken, it can be reversed. Once God has said it, it can be turned back. This is velvet red. If God says this is white, it will turn to white. Because that is what God says it is. You understand? So the word of God that you read, they are spirit. So you must believe the word. That as you are reading the word, you are studying God. You are imbibing the spirit of God into your life. Alright. What are the characteristics of the word? The word of God. Number one, the word of God is compared to a seed. To a seed. To a seed. In Luke chapter 8 verse 11. Luke chapter 8 verse 11. It says, now the parable is this. The seed is what? The word of God. So the word of God can grow. It's like a seed. The word that I'm speaking from this altar now is a seed that I'm sowing into your life. Now, now after a while, when you believe what I'm saying, it's a matter of time you begin to see the manifestation and the harvest. So the word of God you read that you speak is like a seed. It's like a seed. You may not see the reaction now, but you are planting a seed. Number two, the characteristic of the word of God. The word of God is not natural. It's supernatural. John 6, 63. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. It says the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. So it means the word of God can travel into any medium, either physical or invisible. The word of God can travel there. It's supernatural. Characteristics of the word of God. The word of God cleanses and purifies. John 17, 17 and John 15, 3. The Bible says, Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. 
John 17, 17 says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word. Thy word is what is truth. The word of God is a cleanser, is a purifier. It purifies you from sins and iniquity. It is the word of God that puts you or fall of unrighteousness. What are the characteristics of the word of God? The word of God illuminates. It brings revelation. Psalm 119 verse 105. The book of Psalm 119, it says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. And a light unto my path, it brings illumination. In Psalm 119 verse 130, the Bible says, The entrance of thy word bringeth light and understanding to the simple. You need direction for your life. Oh, you are stuck. You don't even know what to do. You don't know what to pray. Please check the word of God for that situation. It will give you light. It will bring illumination to that situation. The word of God brings illumination. It enlightens our path. Number five, the word of God is a judger. It can judge. Psalm 119 verse 11. The Bible says, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I may not sin against thee. The word of God is a judger. Number six, the word of God is an instrument of deliverance. The Bible says the weapon of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. As I'm speaking to you, you all believe that God is real and God exists, isn't it? Now, even if you don't believe, you all believe that also the devil also is real, isn't it? Now, the question is this, how do you fight an invisible enemy? How do you fight an invisible enemy? You only use an invisible weapon against an invisible enemy. And the only invisible weapon you can use against an invisible enemy is the word of God and prayer. So, the word of God is an instrument of deliverance. Psalm 107 verse 20. Psalm 107 verse 20. The Bible said, God sent his word. God spoke his word. And he healed them. Everybody under the anointing and the word of God were healed and delivered them from their destruction. Every time you are under the auction and the spoken word like this, expect the unusual. Because whenever God is speaking through a servant, it is God that is speaking. And every time God is speaking, the devil cannot stand against the word of God. And that is why I prophesied into your life today. Every barrier, every limitation against your testimony today is broken in the name of Jesus. Number seven, characteristics of the word of God. The word will stand and abide forever. Isaiah 40, verse 8. Isaiah 40, verse 8. The Bible says, the grass withered, the flower faded, but the word of God shall stand forever. The word of God shall stand forever. Hallelujah. Now, what happens when you speak the word? Luke 21 verse 15. Satan will bow when you speak the word of God. Satan will bow 
when we speak the word of God. You can read Luke 21, verse 15. You remember the story of David and Goliath in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 46 and 47. David, before he approached Goliath, he stood before the giant and he made a declaration and he made a positive confession. He said, even though you are a giant, you are bigger than me. I'm a small boy, but I have a big God. He said, but the Holy One of Israel, the God that I serve, will give me your head. He said, not only that, he said, I will cut your head and I will put it on this platter. That is a small boy standing before the giant. They have not started the fight yet, but he was speaking. Oh, I love this man of uh, blessed memory, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, we all know, is a world champion. But before this guy will approach the, 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 the boxing arena, while you are interviewing Muhammad Ali, he has killed the opponent. He has destroyed the opponent with his mouth. I fight like a butterfly, I sting like a bee. I am the greatest. I will kill you, I will finish you. Now what is he doing? He is causing a threat and a threat to the enemy. Sometimes you need to speak against that situation and let them know that you are not afraid. So you need to speak the word. Every time we speak the word, Satan bow. And anytime we speak the word, the angels act on what we say. The angels act on what you say. If you read Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 6, the angels are on attention. They are waiting. They are waiting for you to speak. But when you don't speak, they cannot take anything for action. So the moment you say, now move, attack, the angels are ready and they move. And they won't stop until you ask them to stop. So whenever we speak the word, the angels of God are going to act on your behalf. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 6. Number 3, what happens when we speak the word? God backs what you say. Isaiah 44 verse 26. Isaiah 44 verse 26. Every time we speak the word of God, God will back it up. God will never walk against his word. If it is God's word, it is God's will. God will not stand against his promise. If it is God's word, it is God's will. God will never act against his word. If it is God's word, it is God's will. So every time we speak, we confess the word of God. God is ready to back that word. Isaiah 44 verse 26. When you read the book of Ezekiel 37, the story of prophet Ezekiel as a roundup. In Ezekiel 37, verse 1 to 8, the Bible records about this prophet. The Bible took him to a desert and he saw there was a dry bone and everything was dry. There was no life. There was no flesh. Nothing was living. And he, lo and behold, a prophet. Then God asked him, God wanted to test his faith. And God said, Ezekiel, you are a prophet. You are a man of God, anointed. Can these dry bones live? Of course. Ezekiel as a man looked and said, this is a hopeless situation. 
This will require God. With all my anointing and my experience, this cannot work. So God said, all right, now that you have acknowledged me, I will prove to you that dry bones can live. Said Ezekiel, prophesy unto those dry bones. And the Bible said, Ezekiel in 37 verse 2 to 3, he said, and I prophesy as I've been commanded. And lo and behold, immediately prophesied, flesh came unto those dry bones. He said, Ezekiel, prophesy life unto those dry bones. He said, and I prophesy as it had been commanded. Life came upon those flesh. And suddenly they became the army of Israel. So, let me submit on this altar to every one of you listening to me. Whatever that represents dry bone in your life and your family. Whatever that stands as dry bone in your life. If any condition that stands as a dry bone. Today, I command those situations to receive life in the name of Jesus. Your dry bones will rise again in the name of Jesus. I said that dry womb will receive life in the name of Jesus. That dry brain will receive life in the name of Jesus. That problem child. I command life into that child in the name of Jesus. So dry bone can rise if we prophesy into the dry bone. What you say determines what you will have. It is the world that frames our future and our destiny. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. And it said, let there be light and there was light. The formula for success is in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Say, thou shalt meditate upon this word of God. That is the formula for success. Until you say it, you cannot have it in life. So, may I challenge you today. Confess the word of God. Be positive about your situation. Declare the word of God. And sooner or later, you begin to see the manifestation. Stand up on your feet. The word of God, fearless faith. May God give you that fearless faith. Now lift up your hands and begin to pray. Lord, please, as from now on, strengthen my faith. Give me boldness. Give me strength. Give me boldness in the place of prayer. Lord, as from now on, strengthen my life. In the name of Jesus, I've been weak, but Lord, I need your strength. Every hopeless situation, let it receive life. Begin to prophesy. Now prophesy, prophesy. Whatever that situation is, let them begin to receive life. That hopeless situation, command life, command life. What is that dry bone? What is that dry bone in your life? Command life into that dry bone. In the name of Jesus. Command life into that dry bone. In Jesus' name.